0: Summit Spartans football on wkoib is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin, Kubota, Tin Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Columbia Foodland, Holland's Pharmacy, Beck Dental Care, Nedrich and CSH, Inc. Browns Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Mart, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley.
1: You're listening live to the Summit Spartans broadcast for the second season on 101.7 FM at FrontPorchRadioTN.com. Click on 101.7 FM. I'm Mike Epley, alongside color commentator Matt Rogers. We are just as excited to deliver it as you are to receive it. It's homecoming and defending 5A state champions, and currently the 4-0 Summit Spartans will host two of their five home games in a row tonight in an important region game versus the 3-1 Centennial Cougars. We're going to take a quick break for the National Anthem, and we'll get the rest of the broadcast underway.
2: Just give me a second, and I'll let you... uh...
3: no grade At Murray Regional Medical Center, we know being at home is always your first choice. Our home services team helps you as you recover at home by providing individualized care, progress monitoring, and reporting to your doctors. Whether you need nursing care, rehabilitation services, home health aides, or disease management, Murray Regional's Home Services offers the care you need. Services are available in Murray, Marshall, Lawrence, Williamson, Lewis, Giles, Wayne, and Hickman Counties. For more information, visit murrayregional.com or call 931-490-4600. And
1: we're back. We're live here on 101.7. Mike Epley, Matt Rogers. The weather here. 76 degrees Thunderstorms are predicted throughout the night We cross our fingers for that but both teams enter this game with positive vibes and to continue a great 2021 season. The Cougars are bouncing back from a very disappointing 2-8 last year, 3-7 in 2019, 3-7 in 2018, and 4-7 and in 2017. But the good news, the Cougars won the region in 2015 and 2016 and played in the semifinal game versus Indy in 2015-5A. As we mentioned, the 2016 season, the Cougars hired head coach Matt Krosky from Forest after two years with a 17-6 record, replacing Brian Rector, who resigned after leading Centennial to its best season in school history. At Forest, Coach Krosky was the defensive coordinator for 2013 and promoted to the Rockets head coach after Brian Coleman departed for Summit in 2014. The reason Coach Koski's here, I was at Oakland for a long time, he said. I just miss the atmosphere of the bigger schools. Some of the great athletes you might know, Tony Kemp, professional baseball player from Oakland, or from a place for Oakland, and Terrell Dodson, professional football player with the Buffalo Bills. So the speech tonight was simple from Coach Coleman on the other side. Don't look back and say I wish. So we'll bring in Matt Rogers. Not a bad start for Centennial record-wide, But how does the Summit Spartans not have a letdown on homecoming?
5: Yeah, so uh, it's good to be here. The 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 way that they don't have a letdown on uh, Homecoming is just stick to their assignments, do what they what they know how to do. I mean, it's it's very simple. Like it's not something you need to reinvent the wheel, right? I mean, they have the game plan, they have the athletes, they have the better team. Limit mistakes. For me, this is a game the Summit Spartans can really capitalize on the passing game, which you know you've kind of heard me a little bit gripe about a little bit that I would like to see more because we know that they're an unbelievable run team. So for me, this. This is a game that they could really capitalize on the passing game. But the biggest thing is stay healthy. Get out of here with no injuries. Uh, There's only one big injury on the team so far, but uh, keep your players healthy and, and don't make too many mistakes because unless the world falls apart tonight, Summit should walk out of here with the dub.
1: Last week, Destin Wade's best passing performance of the year, 114 yards, one touchdown, didn't really need it. Overall, the team rushed for 397 yards versus Blackman, 19 first downs, and Wade had 260 of it and four touchdowns. Storyline summits 4-0 with the offensive line and Destin Wade.
5: Absolutely, man. The offensive line's playing the best that I would say in school history. I mean, these big boys, they got up front. They got Mullen, Bauer, Garber, Cook, and then, of course, Mason Richardson. Uh, Three of those guys are three-year starters. Richardson, they only have him listed as a one-year starter, but last year, uh, he got so much looks. You might as well call him a starter because he was the better offensive lineman last year. So, uh, this is a very veteran, seasoned, strong, big, tough offensive line, and it just could couldn't set up any any better. Uh, I will say, though, for Centennial's defense, they got a couple brothers named the Scrugg brothers. One's a senior and one's a sophomore. Uh, the, the senior, Jeremiah Scruggs, he's going to play D-line. He's one of the only 300-pounders that these guys are going to see this year. So he's a big boy. He could do some damage. It's something to, to highlight and key, and it'll be something really good for those inside guys to get a look at a big 300-pounder tonight.
1: The captains will be for Summit, Cooper voted by the players, Cooper Cook, Brady Pierce, Destin Wade, and Keaton Wade at the 50-yard line, about to walk to meet Centennial in midfield for the coin toss. Defensively, well, as we mentioned, Kurt Taylor was promoted internally. I did a fairly good job versus Blackman, giving up 304 total yards. A lot of that was in the garbage. Uh, one passing touchdown, two rushing TDs, created two turnovers. So it might be a little different look here for Centennial tonight for the Cougars running maybe a triple option pistol look. So Matt, your thoughts on the defense versus Centennial.
5: Uh, the defense versus Centennial, I gotta tell you, man, last week when they when they took on Blackman last week, that showed me a lot about Summit. For this year. It was their first real 6A test against a really good Blackman team. I think they came in here rated number eleven in the state, and Summit absolutely shut them down. So much so we saw the head coach of Blackman just do absurd things because we saw him so flustered. But the thing that I really, really like, to be honest with you, Eppley, about last week's defense was the way I saw Kurt Taylor adjust, especially at the beginning of the game. Blackman came out fired up, doing different things, started to get Taylor on his heels a little bit, and he made the right adjustments, and I think that shows me a lot. So going in tonight against the Centennial team, Centennial's always been known to have great athletes, and they do. One player I do want to highlight, obviously, is their quarterback, Caden Plowman. Uh, He's a senior. He's really good. He's athletic. He's going to run, but they also have a little freshman, number 21, Kanai Johnson. That's a shifty dude. You're going to see him return kicks. You're going to see him run the ball you're going to see him catch the ball he's an exciting little player to watch but i don't expect too much uh from centennial to be honest with you against this summit defense that's an absolute powerhouse
1: inside the numbers summit four and zero one and zero in the region navy blue and orange the colors centennial three and one and zero and one in the region navy carolina blue and silver are the colors for centennial the wins for Summit against Henry County. Spring Hill to COVID win. Brentwood and Blackman. For Centennial defeating John Overton. Lincoln County a loss to Indy 35-0 and Antioch a win. So this is going to be a test for the Cougars tonight. And Coleman wins the toss and takes the football. So let's start with that. Offensively Summit scores 44 points per game, gives up 16 defensively Centennial scores 32 a game gives up 10.3 so summit's going to get the football we'll get the starters to you soon but we got to go to matt rogers for the keys to the game
5: uh keys to the game now first of all i like how coleman took the ball because you could tell he wants to establish position establish dominance because listen at the high school level the only thing centennial really has right now is the hope hey we're going to stay in this game we got to make it close There's a psychological battle going on, especially at the high school level. So if Summit comes out and scores quickly, uh, it's very, very demoralizing. But keys to the game is don't make mistakes. You know me, I don't try to overcomplicate this or make stuff up just to sound good talking points on the radio. It's very simple for the Summit Spartans. Don't make mistakes, don't have any stupid penalties, and that's what they've been really, really good at this year in terms of penalties. They don't make a lot. Coleman and this coaching staff really has established discipline and poise on this team, so as they do that, as they don't make these mistakes, establish the running game, the passing game. I would like to see a little bit more out of it. That's the keys to victories. Very basic, very simple. Don't make mistakes, and don't make this a game if you're the Summit Spartans.
1: Summit will be wearing the blue jerseys with the white pants and the white helmet tonight for the road team. Centennial in the silver on top and the blue on the bottom. We'll say the navy blue on the bottom and the Carolina blue will be the numbers as we get the fans amped up remember it's homecoming here and if you're just tuning in you're tuning into 101.7 fm i'm mike kepler and matt rogers on the call so stepping back for the summit spartan senior brady Brandon King and John Dippo. And I thought Brady Pierce was going to come out, but he didn't.
5: The atmosphere just never gets old to me, man. These Summit Spartan games, these home games, they are so awesome. This student section is off the charts. The vibe in here, I just I love it, man. Nothing beats Friday nights.
1: We just hope we get through the game (laughs) with the pop-up storms. Remember one time last year we had to come back.
5: Yeah, I remember that. We had it Saturday morning, right? That was weird. But tonight, so good. So far, so good. Knock on wood. We got flying lobsters in the student section. The Hawaiian out. This place is on fire.
1: Sam Cochran, the junior, six foot one sixty-five, and he's a lefty. And he'll put it on the tee at the 40. 12 minutes on the clock. You're listening to Summit Centennial. 4-0 against 3-1. Picked up by John Dippold at the 16-20. 22 and that's going to do it. So the starting quarterback is number one, Destin Wade, senior, six foot five, two fifteen. Has to be in, in the discussion for player of the year at Tennessee. Dominic Hollis, I believe, let's see if he gets the start. He does it. Running back 5'10, 175. And we'll start with the 22 and get your offensive lineman and the pass catchers coming up. As Summit will start with four wide receivers, three to the left. One on the right will be the short side on the 22, and Wade in the shotgun. He's going to zip it down the line. It's going to be caught by King. King rambles his way for eight yards, and we'll get back to Matt Rogers in just a second. The starting lineup moving left to right is Matt Mullen, three-year starter. Jack Bauer will be the left guard, when, uh, first-year starter, three-year starter, Tyler Garber at center, uh, three-year starter, Cooper Cook at right guard, and Mason Richardson will yeah. round it out on the right side. <clears throat> so a nice play from Wade to King for eight yards, bring up second down and two on the thirty. And we'll hand to Dominic Hollis. He's into the secondary before he gets touched. And he's down to the 46-yard line. So Hollis, a 15-yard run. And last but not least, the Z-man's Brady Pierce at receiver. Tanner Shake out tonight at tight end. Sam Sloan will get it in Austin Harvey. We'll get the start along with Brendan King running around as well.
5: It was awesome, man. On that last one, Coleman ran the tackle over, so he took the left tackle, Matt Mullen, lined him up next to Big Mason Richardson, and holy smokes, it looked like two Mack trucks pushing a small little Pinto down that freaking field. That was awesome.
1: First, first down for Summit, 10-50, and we got a whistle. First flag of the night. And they're going to say it's a false start against Summit.
5: Yeah, little penalties like that. I mean, uh, it's just what I talked about before. You don't want to be in positions where you're you're keeping these guys in the game. At this point, obviously not that big of a deal, but you want to see them eliminate those as much as possible because when you ask me keys to the game, that's it right there. No dumb penalties and no silly mistakes.
1: And you mentioned... The girth on the inside for Centennial Brothers, about 300 pounds respectively on the inside. So Wade's going to throw it. Wade's got all day. He decides to tuck it off the left and here he goes down the freeway for nine yards and the ball's on the ground and they're going to say wait a second and it it looks like they're going to mark him down and it will be a 13-yard scamper for Mr. Wade to the 46th Centennial.
5: Yeah, good open field tackle by uh, by that Centennial player. Let me get you a name. It was a good open field tackle by, uh, sorry about that, Mike uh, Sangster. If If he didn't make that tackle, Destin Wade's off to the races like we've seen so many times in the past. I gave you a pretty obnoxious stat last week week at halftime. In 10 quarters, Wade had rushed for 664 yards and 11 touchdowns. That might have been number 12 if it wasn't for that tackle.
1: The pistol looks second down and two on the forty-six of Centennial, Summit with the football. Gonna hand to Hollis off the left tackle, Hollis will get the first down, his way to the 41 five yard run. And that's
5: what Summit does best, that's that counter off the left hand side, Cooper Cook is gonna pull and kick out the end, and then you got big Mason Richardson, leading up to the middle on the linebacker, the thing that's beautiful about that is Hollis doesn't even get touched by a defender until about seven, eight yards down the field, and that's what Summit does. They run that counterplay to perfection.
1: Doubles on each side off the left hash marks. Destin Wade will stay in the pistol, 9-14, first quarter, 0-0. Wade, he's going to look, he's going to throw. Ooh, throws his man right into the coverage of Haddocks, but a nice catch. I believe it was Brandon King for about t- two yards. Yeah, that was the same play
5: they ran on the very first play of this game. It's your typical uh, slot bubble screen, if you will. He just sits there. He turns around gets the ball right away. But that way, Wade, uh, that play, Wade led him up the field a little bit, so he, he caught it right with Haddocks in his face, and I'm glad King turned that into positive yards.
1: On the 40, it will be Destin Wade now to the right hash for Summit. Two to the left. Send him in motion. Right across it was Pierce. Faked it to him. Hollis comes off the left. Hollis gets into the secondary. Breaks the tackle. Could he score? The sophomore. And he's to the pylon. And touchdown 40 yards Dominic Hollis
5: Dominic Hollis finds the lane on the left-hand side so happy for the sophomore he's been putting in so much work all year and that one right there another counter play off the left-hand side you got one of the best offensive line in Williamson County opening up that lane they didn't even touch him what an unbelievable 32-yard touchdown for the sophomores I like to say the rookie <laughs>
1: And they're going to fake it. Pierce is going to throw it. No one's out on the receiver. And they get it to King. No gadget play.
5: Wow. That, two two. Was, uh, that was pretty creative on Coleman's part right there. And this is what he wanted to do. And this is why he took the football at the beginning of the game. He wanted to establish up front to Centennial, listen, you ain't coming in our house on homecoming and even having a breath uh, 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 an inch to think that you can win this game and for that first drive for Summit it could not have gone any better
1: we talk about someone to help Destin Wade if you're just tuning in 8-14 first quarter 8 for Summit scored on the first drive 0 for Centennial getting the, getting the ball for the first time but now you see somebody coming up Stepping up to help Wade, and that's you're going to need him because you can't have Wade as you go through the playoffs in 6A football, continuing to run through it.
5: Yeah, and you talk. I mean, we were talking about keys to the game. You know, keys to coming out of here healthy is uh, you know let your other players get and touch that ball. And, And Coleman's been good about that, and the and Wade has been great about that too. But we really haven't seen these young guys capitalize on the opportunities. So it was really good to see Hollis there do that, and that's what they love about this young kid is he is a playmaker, man. There's a reason a sophomore is starting on the field, Dominic Hollis. He tore it up his freshman year, and now he's up here with the big boys, and and that's the first time I've seen between last season and this season someone else really capitalize on the opportunity that Coleman and Wade give them. So well done, Dominic Hollis.
1: Ryan Crane is the kicker, senior waiting for the official to give him the football and back deep for Centennial, Boggs and Forsey. At the five-yard line, we'll see what Crane can do. Check that, it's not Ryan Crane, it's Arrington. We got a, I'm not sure that, uh, on the injury report, unless it happened today, I do apologize, but... He squibs it, caught by number 44, Bruton, and he's knocked out of bounds. Good field position for Centennial, so hope to have a report there. If if there is one, it could just be where he wanted to squib.
5: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what Centennial does here because uh, they they like to run, like you said, that, that triple option out of the pistol. It's kind of like an eye formation look, but I just don't see how you're going to run on this defense, especially with those linebackers, man. Finley Jameson and Jacob Turner, I mean, these these are kids that dominated last year, and they're probably some of the best tacklers I've seen. So it's going to be interesting to see what Centennial tries to do.
1: So here's the pistol formation, and Plowman is the quarterback, in the pistol and the triple option look and gets, oh, just tripped up by his own player and tackled was 4 after a gain of about one. Yeah.
5: Go ahead. Matt. I was just going to say what what they're trying to do is is this misdirection look. You have a, a single back look, and the quarterback and the running back are going to start motioning out to the left after the snap, and then you got someone coming up underneath on the other side for the handoff, so they're going to try to confuse this Summit defense, but I don't know if that's going to happen with Taylor.
1: 7.40 left in the first quarter, 8-0, to zero, and here comes the back, and this is what we thought, and they're going to throw it. Plowman's got pressure, and he throws it out, and Keaton Wade just tattoos the running back a loss of two. Welcome to
5: Summit football. Kanai Whoa. Johnson, the freshman. I am sure he's used to catching that ball in open field and shaking and juking one or two Two players, but that's just not going to happen with the future Wildcat. <laughs> Wade is, is one of the best defensive players I've ever seen in high school football, and he tattooed him right
6: there.
1: Uh, in the middle, of the starters, he started with Ryan Smith in the middle. Senior Ryan Smith on the outside will be Maddox Reed and John Salone. That's the starting line out of a 3 4. We'll get to the linebackers on the next play hands it off no fakes it has to pitch it because the keaton wade and keaton wade runs down the ball carrier after he tackled the quarterback so third and 11 it goes for three
5: i think with the exception of the center wade touched every single person that touched the ball or even came in the vicinity and it just shows and this is what not only kentucky but these other division one schools really love about keaton wade is his versatility and the way how quick he is going from side to side that kid can slide tackle and move uh horizontally again better than anyone i've ever seen at the high school level
1: and here we go the kick is underway out to brady pierce and i want to get the starters while columbia's i'm sorry summit's uh team comes out on the field so i will say this um Finley Jamison will start in the middle along with Jacob Turner. We mentioned Keaton Wade on the outside, Brady Hendricks on the other side, Noah Phelps, John Dippold play corner, and Aiden Bird and Brady Pierce. So those are the starters on the defense.
5: Yeah, I mean, the the, the – the big note for me tonight are going to be those linebackers, uh, Jamison and Turner. What Centennial's going to try to do is misdirect them, tire them out, and see if they can wear them down into the second half and, and make them tired getting these linebackers run from side to side. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen.
1: And a screen pass to the left will be caught up to the 45-yard line. Summit started at the 30. So these screen passes, literally Wade is just stepping up and zipping it down the line, and that will be Brady Pierce on the receiving end.
5: Yeah, the, the interesting thing for me on that one, like that's the third time we've seen him run that quick uh, that quick screen play, if you will. The slot receiver, the last two times it was King, that time it was Pierce. They basically just turn around in the slot, get the ball, and head upfield. Now the reason is those safeties are playing so far back, it gives the receiver room to do that one thing I wanted to highlight is it took about 9 white jerseys to try to bring Pierce down and they didn't
1: first and 10 for Summit 528 first quarter Hollis off the right and here he comes no uh, that is Austin Gruters I do apologize Gruters will run it for 11.
5: Yeah Gruders had some nice upfield speed there he just he attacked that downhill and again these Cougars uh, from Centennial they're not even touching the running backs until seven eight yards downfield so this is a great opportunity for Reuters, for Hollis, who we saw score the touchdown earlier, to really capitalize and show their skills, hit the juke button, the spin button, and hopefully they can get in the zone again.
1: On the 44 of Centennial, 8-0 Summit leads and driving. And now hands it to Brandon King on a little sweep play. He gets to the line of scrimmage, and that's it.
5: Yeah, just a quick little uh, sweep to the left, and uh, there was nobody home there. And uh, unfortunately, he was met at the line of scrimmage. I like, uh, I like what Coleman's doing here. He, he wants to get the ball in other people's hands. He wants Wade to run this offense, but uh, he, he's sharing the wealth, so to speak, with these other guys because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we've seen Wade carry the ball yet, have we? Oh, no, one time. One time off the left out of about uh, seven or eight plays here, So, which is new to us. We haven't seen that.
1: And he ran for 13 yards. Right. 4-16, first quarter, and your answer, here's Wade. Wade up the middle, and Wade slams his way to the 41. That's a three-yard gain.
5: Yeah, and the big boys right up the middle, they're ready for it. I guarantee you that Centennial's head coach was... Uh, Matt Ke- Krosky. Yep. Yeah, Krosky was we'll telling these we'll Scrugg brothers, be ready for Wade to run, and right there... The big senior uh, Jeremiah Scruggs was able to take him down again. That's a 300 pounder right there in the middle. So uh, Garber, Cook, and Bauer got their uh, got their work cut out for them tonight.
1: The first third down for Summit tonight, third and seven on the 40. Wade's going to look to throw. He's got all day, and he heaves one to the end zone, and oh, off the hands. A Brandon King could have been caught, and now what do you do if your are Coach Colton? You go for it.
5: <laughs> you here on the 41-yard 40, uh, line, 40-yard line going in. Look at what, what I witnessed at Brentwood with you two weeks ago. Some of the situations where he went for it uh, kind of blew my mind, and typically it paid off for him, so I don't see any reason why he wouldn't go for it here.
1: Well here we go. Remember the offensive uh coordinators, Brian Coleman. He's also the offensive line coach. So we'll he'll, see. He'll
5: run it too, by the way. He'll, he'll, I he'll bet Wade's Wade. gonna have the yeah.
1: option. That was a good throw by Destin Wade. He pulled up from about the 46 and put it in the end zone. So he's got the arm. Here goes Wade. Wade's got all day. They're spying Wade. Wade cannot get away, and he's sacked. Wade goes down, and Rowan makes the sack. Turnover on downs. Yeah, big play there.
5: So what uh, Coleman wanted to do is called an RPO, a run-pass option. He clears those receivers out downfield to open the field for Destin Wade to take the run option. He did that time, but you got to give credit to number 17, Matthew Rowan on Centennial, making a phenomenal open-field tackle on, uh, on Destin Wade, which is something we don't see too often.
1: So the second possession for Centennial, 318, not taking any time we would get it to a commercial, but the offenses are coming in and out. So 318, first quarter, Centennial 0, Summit 8. Second possession, going to run uh, basically a quarterback off the left side and it will be out of bounds, probably a gain of one.
5: Yeah, so here's one thing that I will say that I've been saying all year about opponents taking on Summit. You've heard me griping about why are they trying to play at the speed of Summit? Why doesn't the offense for the opponents slow it down? And for the first time, we're seeing that with Centennial. They're huddling. They're juicing the clock. And this could be closer in the first half than we think because of that philosophy.
1: Plowman waits. And hands off to the right side. It will be 4C. 4C goes for two yards. So it's going to be third down and eight on the 40, let's just say, three-yard line.
5: Yeah, and, I mean, look, at just to kind of hammer my argument, you know, Centennial is is probably the least talented uh, in terms of threat that Summit has seen so far. But, but here we are at the end of of the first quarter with only two minutes left centennial has the ball and they're only losing 8-0. when you think about henry county that got 30 put on them in the first quarter that's why centennial's finally doing what i've been griping about these other teams haven't
1: done it's a good point inside two minutes third down and eight from the 43 and no 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 he goes backwards and it's number 10. I believe to lead the way No, they're going to say number Finley Jamison was there to lead the way
5: Yeah, yeah, had Jamison, you had Pierce I mean, yeah. all of them were there And With this type of offense, they're running that triple option Out of the pistol, look, every player Has an assignment and has a gap If you stick to your assignment And your gap, you let the offense Come to you And that's what's going to happen tonight And eventually, Centennial's going to have to throw
1: the clock is ticking, and we got Brady Pierce back to receive the kick, and it goes way out of bounds. We'll see where it, it's marked, and it's Cochran the kicker. And we'll take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back. one first quarter, Summit leads 8-0. Welcome back in, one thirteen left in the first quarter. Mike Epley, Matt Rogers. 8 for Summit, 0 for Centennial. Summit's third possession. They put Hollis back in. Hollis follows his blocker. He spins off one. He rattles his way. Now down to the 49-yard line, 19-yard run for the sophomore. Good for Dominic Hollis,
5: man. He took a big hit by the senior Joe Nelson and basically just spun right off him. I get excited about this stuff. I get excited about these young guys from Summit getting some run, but more so capitalizing on the opportunity to do so. Well done, Hollis.
1: First down. Summit just like the snap of the fingers at uh, the midfield. So this offense is potent, and especially in this running game, is they're going to send a man in motion. And it will be handed off to John Dippo. Dippo's not touched for 10 yards. He's out to 15 yards. Now they're inside the 40, down to the 36. A 15-yard run for Dippo.
5: My Lord, Cooper Cook just annihilated (laughs)
6: his
5: (laughs) his defensive lineman. And again, not to beat a dead horse, but the running back didn't even get touched until he was 13 yards down the field. And being an offensive lineman myself, I got to give these hogs up front their props, man. These guys are getting it done.
1: Matt Krosky sees what you're seeing, calls a timeout. We'll take a 30-second timeout. He wants to slow this summit offense down. Only down one possession. 8-0, 30 seconds left to the end of the first quarter. We'll be back after these messages.
7: The Summit
0: Spartans play on WKON. With Matt Rogers, here's
1: Mike Epley. Welcome back in. 30 seconds left until we finally finish the first quarter. But Coach Krosky says those two big plays for 19 and 15 yards for the Summit Spartans, we've got to slow this down. So now on the 36th of Centennial, here comes Dominic Hollis on first down. He'll gain three off the left I mean
5: it it was still a gain of three but I don't know if that was a miscommunication or if that's the way it was drawn up Hollis went to the left right behind Pierce it was weird because he faked the handoff to the left to Pierce and then he gave the handoff to the left to Hollis typically you go the opposite side with your second handoff but uh, I don't know that that was that was confusing to me
1: three seconds will Wade get the playoff no So that's the end of one, live here at Summit. It's homecoming. Everyone's here to see Summit and Centennial. question is, can Summit still stay undefeated? We'll take a commercial break. We'll be back for the second quarter. Eight for Summit, zero for Centennial.
5: At CSH, we know the sport of football builds discipline, character, and work ethic.
6: Three common characteristics of winner. It's a sport where we grounds out me. Leadership is
2: nurtured, and that's why CSH supports all Murray County football teams and want to say a special thanks and good luck to every player, coach, volunteer, and parent of this year's teams from youth programs, middle schools, and high schools. We know football
5: builds men that make a difference. Let's go.
8: Hey, folks, it's Chandler Anderson from the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Clinic. Folks, we are open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. We provide pediatric care, primary care, and even urgent care if you need to get in during those hours. Our provider there is Kelly Kelly. She does DOT exams as well as well woman exams, and she does our pediatric well child physicals. So, folks, if you're looking for the right care and a provider that's not going anywhere, come see us at the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Office.
2: This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM
0: 101.7 FM, Columbia.
1: Welcome back in. Start of the second quarter. Mike Epley, Matt Rogers on the call. Summit. Centennial. Wade's going to throw. Oh, it's a money pass to Harvey. Jukes one player. Harvey's down to the 14 for 20 yards.
5: Yeah, there's Austin Harvey, the junior right there. They had a lot of success together. In the offseason, 7-on-7, Harvey was one of the favorite receivers, and uh, that kid's worked really, really hard, so it's good to see him be wide open right up the middle. He just ran your basic 10-yard hitch route, and again, nobody around him. And Wade is throwing the ball. I like this, and I'd like to see more of it.
1: 8-4, Summit 0 for Centennial. He's telling the clock operator, wind this thing. And Wade now... Puts his team inside the red zone at the 15. Comes across, fakes it to Brady Pierce. Wade still toe-touching. Wade's pressured, throws it, somehow completes it over the linebacker to Brady Pierce. He's inside the 10, and it's going to stay down at the 2.
5: Yeah, big-time Wade right there for uh, play for Destin Wade, and, and that's why it's so hard to guard him because that linebacker that was guarding Pierce, and that was his assignment, had to come up to stop the run because Wade was about to run, and, and Wade, perfect read, why Right when that linebacker stepped up, he floated it right over his head to Pierce, first down and about to score.
1: Keaton Wade now in the game at tailback, and Wade brothers will stand. Let's just say Keaton's off the left hip. So is (laughs) Keaton going to lead the way for his brother, or we'll see what happens, 11-10 left, and we got a whistle.
5: That's if uh, if you're a defensive lineman for Centennial right now and you look up, that's when you say, oh, crap, they're both in.
1: And you just call a timeout. And hopefully, number seven for Keaton Wade goes back to the sideline. But all seriousness here, there's offside. So, Centennial's trying to get an early jump. Uh, That's half the distance. So, now we're down to the one-yard line.
5: Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's, it's next to impossible to stop these two at the high school level. And uh, it's – It's going to be cool to see what they do here. I'm, I'm thinking he might give Keaton a little bit of love.
1: I say it, everyone in the phone booth. So Keaton's still off the left hip of Destin Wade, the quarterback. He will hand to Keaton Wade, and no one wants to touch him. And number seven goes for six. Touchdown, Keaton Wade. Yeah, he stayed
5: up the entire time and had about three or four people uh, people hit him. And, and that's what he does, man. And, and every time you're in there, that's why these kids are looking thinking, oh, snap, here we go. And that's just automatic. It's money uh, every single time they do it. The, the interesting thing is how early they've done it. Typically you see Summit bring in Keaton when, when they're a little bit in trouble or they're nervous.
1: And it is Ryan Crane, so he is out there and just maybe wanted a little squib kick. So Crane puts it through. The score, 15 to nothing. So, Matt will stay here. 10.43 left until halftime. Homecoming. Coach Krosky, now you're thinking, I'm not down one possession, I'm down two possessions. You've held them once, but two out of three is still pretty good odds for the Summit Spartans scoring a touchdown.
5: Yeah, this is, I mean, for me as a, as a coach and a player, this is what I don't like about triple option, power pitch type options because, or, or offenses, because you get in a situation against a team like this, uh, you're down a couple scores early or you're down late in the game You have to throw the ball and if these guys don't have a passing, you know Set or formation you're gonna get in trouble because it's now established like look dude You're not gonna run on us. So if they have it in their arsenal to get these linebackers to get Jamison and Turner to over that run Then you'll get a lot of stuff wide open underneath, in the middle, and they can put together maybe a nice four- or five-minute drive to keep this as close as possible because, again, the Cougars are going to get the ball back after the half.
1: Eric Jadal for the junior for Summit. So Coach Coleman says or agrees that that's what he wants tonight, and Ryan Crane is still kicking. So if you're listening at home, follow Summit. Ryan Crane just kicked the extra point. Uh, It's 15-0s to score Back to return would be Boggs and Forsey for Centennial. And like Matt mentioned, you get down 21 28 with the triple option. Even if you're out of the pistol, it's going to be tough.
5: Yeah, and this is something that, uh, you know, we've talked about Summit. When they get in the latter part of the season, they start to play these really good teams. They're going to have to go to the pass. So I'd like to see them establish it more earlier on. And, and tonight, we, we've seen it. You know, I, I like to see Coleman. Having Wade throw the ball, it's a, it's a good thing.
1: It's going to be kicked uh, not too far up to the 20-yard line. Nice return. But Reed, the senior, out to the 37.
5: Yeah, big Devin Reed on the return right there. He, he almost looked like a uh, little mini Eddie George. So here we go. It's going to see uh, be interesting to see if they're going to pass the ball because they need to, Eppley. If they're going to make this a game, they got to pass the ball.
1: And the pressure, uh, we now see Davis saying it off the right side of the defense. And Wade's still out there as well. So three down linemen, and they put Hendricks up at the top. Going to fake the jet sweep and just roll the quarterback out to the left. And there's about 15 Summit players. I know that's not legal, but makes the tackle on quarterback Plowman.
5: Yeah, and they're doing everything in their power they can to run away from Keaton Wade. That's 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 part of your game plan when you're putting together an offense against the Summit defense. What plays do we have in our arsenal, Mr. Offensive Coordinator, that runs away from number seven? So we're going to see that a lot like we've seen the entire year.
1: Ten minutes left until halftime, 15, Summit, zero, Centennial. And Keaton Wade now out in coverage... On trips to the right, they're going to bring a man in motion. It's Boggs, but they're going to hand it up to the fullback. Nowhere. Meets the defense in the middle. I believe that's Sloane company, and that's a gain of nothing, so it's going to be third and ten. Wow.
5: I just picked up on a Uh, summit tendency. If you run trips, that's going to move Keaton Wade out to coverage, so if you're going to run the football – on Summit, I'm going to run out of the trips formation because that just takes big Keaton Wade out of the box. So it's going to be interesting to see if the Centennial coaching staff picked up on that because it's, it's there.
1: Well, it's third and they're going to say not a half. We'll let him get that yard and they're going to throw it. Plowman's pressure. Going to throw the screen back and no, it is stopped by Brady Hendricks. Or Slows it down where everyone else can get there. A gain of two to the 40, but that's not going to do it.
5: Yeah, Centennial's really not helping themselves in this game. They looked confused there. They looked slow. And, and, and he, we had doubles out to the right-hand side. And quarterback kind of rolled to the right to make the defense think he was going to throw it that way. And then he threw it back across his body to the left-hand side. And there was just, I mean, there's just nothing there. I, Centennial needs to put some type of offense together because... Uh, I don't know the official stat, but uh, it, it I don't even think they've gotten a first down yet.
1: That's correct. No first downs for Centennial. And a nice kick. A great kick, by, I believe, by Cochran. Brady Pierce goes and, like, runs it down like a Willie Mays catch at the 16. Somehow gets back up to the 20. So, nice save for Pierce, but a great kick for Centennial. Yeah, Sam
5: Cochran's got a leg there for the Centennial Cougars. That was, a, that was a great punt. So,
1: but if you're just tuning in at 15-0, Matt, I'll tell you this. This is a region game. You cannot let up on this because this is really all that matters in high school football, making your, the playoffs and the seeding.
5: Yeah, I, I thought that the, the halftime score would be somewhere in the 30s for Summit. So um, it, I, I could see Coleman taking a shot downfield right here because uh, he's getting single coverage on his receiver outside.
1: Doubles to the left on the short side of the field on the right hash. Running back off the right hip. Will hand to Hollis. Hollis spins, moves tw- twice. <laughs> okay, that's the circle, <laughs> circle to the 21. A gain of two. Look at you, old old school
5: Madden player. I like that, Eppley. Yeah, they ran that basic counter to the left-hand side. You're going to see Cooper Cuck pull kick mason richardson up the middle and uh centennial defended it a little bit better there uh we're seeing the inside pressure guys the uh Scrugg twins start to get a little bit of penetration up front when the summit spartans offensive linemen are pulling
1: second and eight on the 21 summit with the football leading by two scores Hands to Pierce off the sweep. Pierce rambles his way. He's going to be a yard short, seven-yard game.
5: Nice job on Brady Pierce on that one. He was met by a couple defenders in the backfield, and he, uh, he turned that into some positive yardage. And, again, like we've been saying early on, you can see Destin Wade, Brian Coleman spreading the wealth, and uh, Pierce, Hollis, these other guys are getting some carries.
1: One yard is all they need. They're gonna try for number one to get one yard, and it looks like the frame of six foot five will get it.
5: Yeah, he did. And that's your, your basic quarterback draw right up the middle, which has been the bread and butter for Summit all year when you got Big Destin Wade at quarterback. If you need one yard, put it in number one's hands, and there's a ninety-nine point nine 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 percent chance you're gonna get it.
1: <laughs> to the thirty-one summit. Leading 15-0 in a region game. These two coaches know each other very well. Remember, Coleman left Forest to come to Summit. Matt Krosky was his defensive coordinator throws it across the middle oh and a little bit behind harvey but should have been caught at the 45 the zip on wade but it's incomplete
5: yeah harvey wasn't ready for the velocity on that and and that's going to go against destin wade on that pass because harvey was wide open it's you know that, that was i think i mentioned it a couple games ago that was one of the complaints the green bay packers used to have about brett Favre. it's like dude if I'm seven yards in front of you, you don't need to fire it at my face as fast as you can. So it would be nice to see a little bit of a softer touch there by Destin Wade, and he's going to need that, especially when he plays for Kentucky next year as their quarterback.
1: Hollis off the right hip, doubles to the left and right, right in the middle of the field at the 31. Second and 10. Cross dip old, but will hand back. No, Wade's going to keep it. Wade breaks one tackle, two tackles three tackles, and he goes for seven, so it'll be third and three. Yeah, I I gotta give credit to the Centennial defense here. We haven't seen
5: Destin Wade wrapped up like this uh, in, in in the past three games, so For what it's worth, Centennial is doing a really good job at tackling and bringing down Wade because typically that would turn into a 60, 70-yard run, and we're only seeing him get six or seven yards. Still positive, but for Wade, I can tell he ain't happy with a seven-yard run unless there's a zero behind it. He wants a a 70-yard run.
1: If you look at his statistics from each game, you would wonder why or he would think... (laughs) He needs a 70-yard run. So this is the pistol formation, third and three. On the 38, Wade option, nobody's out there. He breaks everybody in, Hollis, 50, 40, he's got one blocker behind Harvey, 30, 20, and he's knocked out of bounds at the 17. Perfectly
5: drawn up for Hollis to really shine on that one, you got the double option out to your left, Wade met by the linebackers, both of them, and what happened was that left Hollis wide open for the pitch, beautifully called by Coleman, beautifully blocked by the O-line, beautifully read by Wade because Hollis, there was nobody home, and it's great to see him just really succeed on the running game, and he's got to be close to 100 yards rushing.
1: Hollis, I can't say this many times. Hollis is more effective running tonight than Destin Wade.
5: <laughs> That's intentional, too. They're, they're giving it to him. They're setting it up. That's great. And, and it's good because that right. Centennial's setting up. They're trying to cover Wade,
1: which shows maybe you can. Maybe. Wade's going to throw it. Across the middle, slant route, and it's a touchdown to Brady Pierce.
5: Yeah, single coverage on Brady Pierce, especially when he's running that slant route, is not going to work. Great throw and catch by Destin Wade. And again, got to give it to the Hogs up front, man. He has had all day and all night, should I say. Great job up front pass, Proen. 5
6: touchdown.
1: 7 left. To until halftime, the extra point will be Crane. Crane is good. We'll take a commercial break. It is 22 to zip. All Summit 101.7
0: isn't something you think about until you need it. When you do, let Roof Systems, Inc. be your first call. Roof Systems, Inc. is locally owned and has been providing excellent service since 1983. From repairing roofs on small homes or installing new roofs for large commercial retailers, no job is too big or too small. Why choose Roof Systems, Inc.? Well, in our customers' words, best experience I've had with construction-related business. Honest, professional, friendly, and affordable. Call today, 931-398-5977. That's 931-398-5977. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley.
1: Welcome back in. 22-0 is the score. 101.7 FM. Wow. a uh, Nice start for Summit. Is crane is going to kick this one away. Nope. It will be Harrington again. And they're going to kick it to the same man and a nice return so coach coleman says you know what you get it to the 41 that's fine we'll play defense so matt uh three uh four possessions three touchdowns for something Yeah, and we got a highlight,
5: man, the superstar so far tonight has been number two. The sophomore, Dominic Hollis, has seven rushing attempts for 127 yards and a tubby. He is looking phenomenal tonight. We talked about him earlier on in the season. The kid has jukes. The kid has quickness. I kind of compared him to like a high school Darren Sproles, and we're seeing that finally tonight, that before three, four-yard runs for Hollis is now 18, 20, 50-yard runs. He's looking phenomenal. 4.58
1: 4:58 left until halftime. Centennial needs something. They're going to throw a screen out, and the tackle will be made by Jamison. A gain of seven.
5: Yeah, and then always when you're an offensive coordinator, you're watching what happens on the opposite side of the field. You got the sophomore for Centennial, Kofi Boggs. He is getting uh, he's getting coverage by Noah Phelps. So Noah didn't really get that much run on defense last year. So uh, it, it's interesting to see if they come back to this side because someone's running single coverage on these receivers.
1: 420, hands it off, 4C cuts back to the left, and he's got an opening, and he's down the middle.
5: I think it's coming and, back.
1: And we got a flag on the play on the far right side, but the play's on the left.
5: I think he, one of the receivers either weren't lined up correctly or they might have taken off too soon, but I think that one's coming back.
1: We're gonna see four thirteen left until halftime, twenty-two to zip the score, and he's saying bring it back.
5: Hey left too soon.
1: Yep. All start, and that's a dagger because that and Krosky is beyond himself on the other sideline about that call because that would have been first and ten on about the 38 of summit. Now you flip it. And you go all the way back five yards. You're on the 46 of Centennial with the ball.
5: Yeah, it's uh, Centennial's going to have to throw the ball, man. I'm sorry, man. I don't mean to sound like a broken record here, but uh, you're getting single coverage, and um, Wade's not covering one of your guys. You got to take a shot here.
1: You got. Uh, doubles to the left, single to the right, one one coverage, but he's going to look left. Plowman getting pressure, moves away, and Keaton Wade. Uh-oh, that may be late. That may be late. He pushed him out of bounds. We'll see if the flag's there or not.
5: I didn't see it go up, but Keaton Wade was there the whole time. That's the last place I'm trying to run if I'm that quarterback, you know, running towards Keaton Wade, and uh, he got met right at the line, and it did not end well for Plowman.
1: That's a loss on the play for a yard. So we'll say tackle for loss, Keaton Wade, and now it will be third down and nine on the forty-three.
5: Yeah, and someone's going to stick with their basic three-four front. I mean, it's working. They get their players in space to make those open-field tackles, and they're just going to keep running single coverage. But if you look, I there's no one even guarding the slot receiver. I don't understand why they don't pick up on this stuff.
1: Pressure gets away from one. And tackled about three yards short as Plowman tried to get the first down. But you're right, Matt. He had two receivers out to the right, only one guy out there. This is stuff
5: that fires me up being up at the booth with you, and I'm not coaching. I would be uh, I'd be going crazy right now, let him know. But it's interesting because I think they're going to punt it again. And you almost kind of think like with, with 3.30 on the clock, it's fourth and three. If I'm Centennial, I'm freaking going for it. Like, why am I punting right now? Y'all be tripping me out over here in the south, Epley. I don't understand
1: it too much. Another good kick. <laughs> uh, it's going to be bouncing at the 20, the 10. Going to roll dead at the 5. Yeah, nice yeah, kick, the kick for Cocker. Mm. Uh, that may be why they're one 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 punting it.
5: He, yeah, he's a phenomenal punter, man. Uh, that's just a perfect bounce. And if the Centennial player didn't pick it up too soon, that might have even rolled down to the three or the two-yard line. That was a great punt. But, again, does it matter? Because, you know, we've seen Summit, we've seen Wade score – go 80, 90 yards in 15 seconds. Now he's got a whole three minutes and 22 seconds. I mean, Summit could actually, if they have all their timeouts, they, they could actually score two more times. We've seen it before, so that's why I would have went for it if I was Centennial, but I could play armchair quarterback all day, right?
1: Well, He's going to hand to from the five-yard line, gets back to the line of scrimmage. No timeout yet for Centennial, and we'll, the clock's going to tick towards halftime, Three oh seven
6: yeah but, um, excuse
5: me my mic went out right there they just ran that simple counter play to the left again and uh there's Gruder's not doing much it, the, the interesting thing is the inside guys are starting to put a little bit of pressure on especially when there's a counter and these offensive linemen are pulling they're getting some penetration we saw a little stop there
1: way at quarterback will hand to Brady Pierce off the right. Got a blocker. Stays, I believe, in bounds. We'll see. They're going to say yes. And he's up to the 14, but he needed the 15.
5: Yeah, they're seeing the Scruggs start to penetrate up the middle. So they said, let's get out of here. Let's run to the perimeter. They ran that quick sweep to the outside. And Brady Pierce has been money on that all year. And that one paid off for a gain of about eight. I would assume here we're going to see probably another counter to the left. Oh, you got Keaton Wade in.
1: I will tell you this, how much respect Coach Krosky has for Coleman and Summit. He's not calling timeout, and it's third and one on the 14-yard line. But Keaton Wade comes in. Keaton Wade bangs his way. That may be why. he just praying that he gets to halftime to the 21-8-yard run.
5: Yeah, it's uh... <laughs> I don't know. Y- y'all be playing. I don't know if they're friends or what, but there's just a lot of things that I could see that I'd be doing different on on both sides of the ball, um, because Centennial is getting the ball back here. So if if Summit doesn't score, and somehow, some way, Centennial scores at you know the opening of the game, now now all of a sudden you're in a football game. You can't pull your starters if you're Summit. So here we go. Now we're going upfield.
1: Wade's gonna throw. Wade moves to the left. Wade's got some pressure. He's gonna run. 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35. And he's going to, oh, they're going to call a late, a terrible penalty. I hate to say it, Brandon King, because Destin Wade was already buying for the touchdown. Yeah, he
5: should have done that. That was definitely a block in the back. You saw two, three flags go down there. Everybody in the stands saw that. It was definitely a block in the back. And Coach Coleman is beyond
1: himself with King.
5: Yeah. Didn't need to do that at all. Uh, That one's coming back, and you know, Wade's. uh, That's what he does, and he already turned the Jets on, and I don't think that guy would have caught him. So, the you know. But here's I'm
1: going to tell you this: for King, he stayed with his man, and he was driving him. He was just trying to get his player in the end zone. Yeah, it was it was
5: it was an effort block. It wasn't you know one of those selfish penalties, but uh, still, you got to be smarter than that, especially when you're a senior.
1: So they're going to say the penalty happened at the 30 of Summit and back them back to the 40. Yep. So Wade, after all that, will get 38 yards. Nice run, Dustin Wade.
5: Yep. And they continue to run single coverage here. They got uh, they got troops over to the right hand side and. Um, they just got man defense. It's crazy.
1: Wade's throwing, no pressure. Wade eludes one, eludes two, down the left side, and he bounces back in. He got a bunch of whistles, oh and he's going God. right, and he might walk into the end zone, give him forty for six. Unbelievable. Des- Wade so fun
5: to watch vintage Destin Wade elude about eight tackles. It's just so fun to watch him do what he does. It's a beautiful thing. He's got just God-given talent to juke people like he Now, for those of you listening, people wrap him up. These players wrap him up. They get hands on him. Yes, he jukes a couple people, but... These guys are in position to tackle, and they just can't bring him down. It shows the elusiveness, the strength of Destin Wade is so impressive. That was awesome.
1: 40-yard touchdown is 29-0. We're going to take a commercial break. 51 seconds before halftime. It's all Summit tonight.
0: About the wine pairings For your next meal
10: For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 7 p.m. two nights a week, 931-388-8452. Beck Dental Care in Columbia, 1603 Rosewood Drive. Welcome back in. 51 seconds left until
1: halftime. It's 29 to 0. Summit in control at homecoming. And he will kick a basically a line drive down the field, picked up at 21. Nice return. And a fumble on the play, and summit has got it at the 44. Well, there's a turnover with 43 seconds.
5: That's why you go for it on fourth and three when you're Centennial and you had that opportunity, because at this point, it didn't matter if you give Dustin Wade the ball on the five-yard line with 95 to go. He scored. In two minutes. And that's why you got to go for it. You got to capitalize, especially when you're in their house on homecoming. You got to do that stuff uh, because they haven't even gotten a first down yet. So uh, the game has officially gotten out of hand for it, Centennial. Yeah, and it
1: will be uh, a running clock if you get another touchdown in the second half here for Wade and company. And I can tell you this this is the easiest way to describe what I'm seeing with Destin Wade. Wade glides. That's the easiest I could say. Coleman's late. Uh, He's got to call a timeout. They they didn't blow the whistle. Did they blow the whistle? Wade's throwing it, and it's a touchdown unless they blew the whistle. No. And Coleman's saying, well, you looked at me. You didn't call it. And they called a timeout or that it would have been a double. Oh, man, that Wade's got to take the touchdown back off the board. That stinks. Uh, I don't understand why Coleman's upset because
5: he called the timeout. He was on the field, but then he was mad that they honored the timeout. I'm I'm a little confused by that one, to be honest.
1: I am, too, because Coleman's walking out on the field. Yeah. And I'm not sure if he's going to go back to the official. Yes, he's still going at the official. This is the most upset I've seen him all year.
5: Yeah, he he is upset on that, which is weird because, again, he walked onto the field right when the ball was snapped, so he – He wanted the timeout. Well,
1: basically what happened was, you know, the offense wasn't ready to go. You got a fumble, and then you try to get everybody in the huddle. And you're right, Matt. He reached out and called timeout. And the official on the far side of Summit looked like he gave him the timeout. But there wasn't a whistle, and we couldn't hear it.
5: Right. But, uh, again, to to your point to note, Brady Pierce beat double coverage. And that was just a beautiful, beautiful pass. They ran that – What we would call Tampa 2 defense, that's when you have the corner guarding Brady Pierce, and then you got the safety up top, and Brady Pierce ran by both of them, and that was a beautiful, beautiful throw.
1: So, Summon after the timeout, Coach Coleman's got to put his hat back on his head and go back to the sideline. 43 seconds left until halftime. 29 zeros to score. Destin Wade at quarterback. The ball will be on the 43 of Centennial pistol formation two off the left two off the right and hollis right behind wade here comes wade wade's gonna throw wade's got all day wade's gonna tuck it wade thought about running now he's gonna run wade breaks more tackle sack down he goes lost the two yards wade waited to the last second didn't move and a nice sack i believe credited to rowan
5: yeah they tripped him up on that one and it's uh, i was watching pierce run that route and uh he kind of knew the ball wasn't going to go to him. So whatever happened on that backside, there's, those receivers were covered as well. And there was just nothing happening for Wade. He tried to make it happen with his legs and got tripped up. But you can tell Coleman wants to score because he called the timeout. So he's, he's looking for a, he's looking for more greenbacks in the end zone, baby, with 32 left.
1: What do you do here? You got one, two, I mean, 32 Second's left until halftime. The ball's on the 47-yard line. But you got Destin Wade, and you got some pretty good receivers with a great offensive line.
5: You want to know what I would do?
1: That's what I'm asking.
5: What I would do is I would run trips to the right, single up Brady Pierce on my left to get him single coverage and let him beat the guy and throw another bomb and get it back to him. That's well, what here's I would what they're going
1: to do. They're going single, to single Austin Harvey instead of Brady Pierce. All right. So I, I Austin like Harvey's on the left.
5: So maybe they're trying to show Austin a little love. Austin Harvey's got one-on-one coverage, so feed him.
1: Second and 14 on the 47. Pierce goes from right to left across the line, and Wade's going to throw it out of the shotgun. Wade, 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 Wade cannot find anybody. No one's getting separation. Now Wade throws it, finds Pierce at the 20, down to the 19. On 20, the ball.
5: 23 seconds left. On the ball, on the ball, Spike. So they started out in trip formation. Brady Pierce motioned to the opposite side, which where Austin, Austin Harvey was, and then he came back across the field wide open. Great throw by Wade.
1: Wade will spike it, and that's the first time I think I've seen Destin Wade under center all year.
5: Yeah, no, I mean, this is just beautiful for, for uh, Summit right here. You're on the 18-yard line, 19-yard line, knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door one more time, and you just – I, I would see Coleman probably run another RPO, a run-pass option, because if, if they're not there, then then he can run the ball. But, again, the, the slant to Brady Pierce is going to be there, but I would like to run like, a post corner maybe to Austin Harvey. He's got single coverage. I'd fake the post inside and then have Austin wide open on the outside.
1: Two receivers to the right, two to the left, and that is Pierce and Harvey on the wide side of the field. Wade's going to look left. Wade throws to Pierce. Oh, they got a push in the back and no flag on Williamson. The sophomore has the task to cover Pierce. Yeah,
5: Harvey's a little frustrated because he was wide open on that and he's getting single coverage. But the entire time, Wade was eyeballing Pierce. And he ran that slant play, and he was covered by that safety. So the safety's backed off Pierce a lot because he's learned his lesson that – the closer he gets to Brady Pierce, the worse it's going to be for him if it's a pass play.
1: Literally, there's only there are only two, play, two players covering Pierce and Harvey on the wide side. Wade's got to look left. He still looks left. He throws to Harvey at the 10. Harvey at the 5, 4, 3, and 3 seconds. He's going to have to spike it or a timeout. So, Coleman's got a decision to make here. We're down at the 3. That was a 15-yard gain. What do you do now? Uh, I would run a play.
5: I mean, let's you know, let's call it what it is here. What's the difference between 29-0 and thirty thirty-two 32-0? So, I mean, I'm not taking the field goal. I would just cuz I like to play hypotheticals with the Epley. I'd bring in Keaton and I would have some fun with it. I would fake the handoff to Keaton, boot Destin Wade out to the left side where there's a single coverage and run like a slant. And if the slant's there, I'll take it. If not, I'll just run it in with Destin Wade. That's what I would do. So
1: no halfback pass from Keaton Wade?
5: I mean, you could. It'll probably work. But I'd bring Keaton in because everybody in the stadium is going to think it's going to Keaton. So I'd fake it to him, and then I'd roll out to the left.
1: Well, they're bringing in Keaton Wade. They're bringing in the other linebacker, Brady Hendricks. It's three seconds left until halftime. They're going to need three and a half yards to score.
5: I'm excited for this play. I think Coleman's going to do something cool. I, well, th- I hope he doesn't just give it to, to Keita. I hope he does something cool with it.
1: Well, here you go. Let's just call it four yards. Off the left hash, going towards the school at Summit. Summit up 29 0. They're going to run one more play. This is all you got. Can they score? It's the Keaton Wade off the left, and listen, and here's your answer.
5: Oh, my God. He wasn't even touched. That's the crazy thing. It's like
1: I would assume
5: that there's going to be three guys keying on Keaton Wade, and there was nobody. Like, wow, I don't get it. Like, how is nobody keying on number seven? He wasn't even touched, and credit to the offensive line. Man, the Summit offensive line is just so in tune this year. They, they're they used to each other. They're strong. They're bo- beating these guys up, moving them around. Keaton Wade wasn't even touched. That was
3: awesome.
1: The kick is good from Crane. So your halftime score, 36 to nothing.
5: What did I tell you it was going to be before the game?
1: I'll let you repeat it.
5: I told you it would be 35-0 at halftime. And then the ending would be 42 to 6 because Coleman, you know, in vintage fashion, he's gonna call the dogs off. And we're gonna have a run the clock, so we're not gonna get a ton of scores in the second half. Well,
1: it's homecoming, and everyone's happy here. Throw your hands in the air, and we'll take the commercial break. We'll get Matt's halftime analysis. After these messages, you're listening to 101.7 FM.
2: AMC
3: Roofing. Leaking roof? Missing shingles? AMC Roofing has you covered. Locally owned and operated. We specialize in residential roof repairs and roof maintenance. We are equipped to repair any type of residential roofing systems, and we also handle siding repairs. AMC Roofing can pinpoint leaks and have them fixed, guaranteed. There is no job too small, but when you're ready, we also provide full roof replacements. Call or text today for a free estimate. AMC Roofing, your local roof repair specialist. Call Andrew Costa today, 931 626
0: 0492. This is JP Plant with Tri Star Sports Radio. As I travel around southern middle Tennessee and north Alabama covering local and regional sports, sometimes both me and my car need a bit of refueling. Fortunately, there's always a Quick Mart convenience store nearby, whether it's filling up with a cup of Joe or grabbing a chicken tender sandwich with all the fixes. Yep. Quickmark Convenience Stores gets me and my car to the next event. Stop in on your next road trip. Quickmark Convenience Stores, proudly serving Shell gasoline.
10: For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 7 p.m. two nights a week, 931-388-8452. Beck Dental Care in Columbia, 1603 Rosewood Drive.
0: The Summit Spartans play on WKOM with Matt Rogers. Here's Mike Eppley.
1: Welcome back in. We're at halftime. Thirty-six to zip is the score. Summit Spartans all over the Centennial Cougars. This is a region game. Summit will go to two and zero, oh and Centennial will drop to zero and two. We'll see if the score holds. As we mentioned, Summit comes in offensively, scoring 44 points per game. We're 36, giving up defensively, 16, and we got zero for Centennial without a first down. Nice. So the Summit scoring would be Hollis with a 40-yard TD run on the first possession. Went for two, Pierce, two-point conversion to King, eight to zero. Turnover on downs for the second possession. For Summit, you bring in Keaton Wade on the third possession. He scores from one yard. Crane extra point, 15-0. On the next possession, Hollis rips a big one and then Wade... Goes to Pierce for the touchdown. Extra point, Crane, 22-0. You get the next possession. Wade, the best run of the night, probably runs from left all the way back across right for 40 yards. 29-0, extra point, Crane. And then right before half, we don't want to call him a riverboat game. but Coach Coleman says with three seconds left from the four-yard line, I'm going to roll the dice. And... Keaton Wade rolls in for four yards. So the score, 36-0, to zero, and we're going to toss it over to Matt Rogers to get the analysis.
5: Yeah, I mean, an absolute domination up front for the offensive line for the Summit Spartans. Let me give you these stats. Offensively, Summit has had 409 total yards on 36 plays. Centennial almost has more plays than they do total offense. They've ran 12 plays for 15 yards. Zero first downs. And rushing, Summit has rushed for 292 to the Cougars 7. And then passing, Summit has passed for 117 yards, and the Cougars have passed for 8. The good news is the quarterback for the Cougars, Plowman, is perfect, Epley. He's 3 for 3. The bad news is it's only for 8 yards, no touchdowns. Destin Wade's passing is 8 for 11, 117 yards and a touchdown. And then rushing. Let's go for the sophomore, Dominic Hollis. Seven rushes, 127 yards, and one touchdown. It'll be interesting to see how long Coleman keeps the sophomore in as well because you want him to be fresh for the future games. And then, of course, Destin Wade on the ground. Eight rushes, 109 yards, one touchdown. And Keaton Wade is the leading rushing touchdown tonight. Three carries, 14 yards, two touchdowns for Keaton Wade. And we haven't seen Keaton Wade get two touchdowns in one game since 2019, if I'm correct. So it's good to see him back out there. And you can see that Coleman's priming the pump for Keaton for the latter part of the season because the deeper they go, the more that they're going to need the Wade bros on offense, not just Destin Wade. Here's another interesting stat. When they played Henry County the halftime score was 36 to 6. When they played Blackman last week the halftime score was 42 to 13 and here we are now against Centennial 36-0. All three teams they've played so far, Henry County, Brentwood and Blackman, all only scored 7 points in the second half. So I would see Turner or sorry Kurt Taylor do what he always does as the defensive coordinator for the Spartans. He's going to tighten the defense up. He's not going to want to give up a lot of points, especially tonight. Taylor is sniffing shutout for the first time in his career as the defensive coordinator. I guarantee you, Taylor wants the shutout tonight. He saw Indy shut these guys out, and he wants to see his guys shut them out as well. I think they can do it, but I'm going to stick with my original prediction at the beginning of the game because I know Coleman's going to call the dogs off. I called it at 42-6. to six. And I didn't know they were going to go for two points. So I'm either going to go 43 to six or. 43-0.
1: I want to go back to Dominic Hollis you talked about. <clears throat> you yeah. really like what he's doing. I'm going to put this in perspective for you guys listening to the halftime show. This is moving forward. I'm not saying the game's over tonight, but think about the statistics and how much you're going to need someone besides Destin Wade to run the football. In the first game First, Henry County, Dominic Hollis besides Destin Wade was the leading rusher uh, just by committee here Six for 43 yards. Game two was a forfeit. Game three, Keaton Wade was the leading rusher for 62 yards. Five carries. You probably don't need Keaton in all – they ran him a lot that night uh, because it was close at one point but pulled away. Blackman, King – Brandon King, five for fifty-seven. My point is, listen, look what you just read off, and I think that may solidify or make Coach Coleman feel a little bit more comfortable. Hey, you got Brent, or you got Beach coming up, you got uh, Ravenwood coming up. You got to be, re- you're going to have to be ready to play these teams, and they're going to be. Ravenwood's going to bring just as much of a punch as Brentwood or more.
5: Yeah. And so it's good to see Dominic Hollis on the rise because he does have more breakaway speed than the other running backs. Uh, I would even say, including maybe a Keaton Wade, I haven't seen Keaton run... You know, break away like his brother Destin since 2019 when he was a sophomore. But just sticking to Dominic Hollis, he's got that breakaway speed. He can break away from the juniors and seniors that he's going to go against. And it was good to see that tonight. We saw him do that. So, like you said, Epley, I mean, for, for him to get these touches and to prove that he can do it and get the looks, it's very important for this team moving forward because Dominic Hollis is a key ingredient to the success of this rushing attack for the Summit Spartans.
1: And let's talk about the offensive line quickly. There's a difference between you played the position. For people listening, you're saying tonight, Destin Wade has all night. Well, pass blocking is a little bit different than run blocking. But this offensive line, the cohesiveness, the camaraderie is there, and they know what to do. But once again, I go back to this, Matt. Explain to the listeners the difference in run blocking and pass blocking that Summit does so well on both ends.
5: Yeah, so r- run blocking, you know, you're, you're basically using all the power from your legs and you're, you're pushing them upfield. And, and the, the thing is, Coleman's a run guy, right? I mean, he's even said it, I, I want to run the ball 90% of the time and pass 10%. Like, he's a run guy. So he's had the Mullen, Bauer, Garber, Cook, Richardson, he's had these kids. They're all seniors. He's had them for four years. Think about this: doing the same drills every day, run, 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 run. So they can't get any better at it. You know, in terms of you know, they they've mastered it. Let's just say that they are they are master run blockers because that's what they've done. Pass blocks a little bit different. Now you got to sit your butt down instead of you know you know thrust your. your, your legs and everything forward. Now you got to sit your butt down, sit back, and we've seen him do it excellent tonight because there's been a couple quick passes, but a lot of them is Wade scrambling, not because guys are in his face, scrambling because he wants to get an open lane to get a visual on his receivers running. But the offensive line, there's virtually no pressure tonight on Wade. And again, credit to those inside guys. They're going against these Scrugg bros that... The older brother is 300 pounds, so you know it's not an easy block. Uh, you got Garber at 280, Bowers only 200 pounds, and Cooper Cook's only 250, so all of them are outweighed, and they're just stoning this guy at the line. Stalemate, stoning them. They're doing a phenomenal job, not only run blocking, but like you said, pass blocking.
1: Do you like the schedule the way it sets up for Summit? Three road games, five straight home games. Two on the road, and that's the season.
5: I do when we're at home, right? I mean, this is great for Summit for you know these these big games for um, Beach and Ravenwood Beach, Ravenwood. That's you know great, but I mean, look at you're going into Shelby Central.
1: That's Shelbyville, yeah,
5: Shelbyville. Like that's going to be you know a tough road game. Franklin shouldn't be tough, um, but I I like it right now when we're at home. Two away games isn't that big a deal because you got to assume someone's going to have a home game uh, for the first round of the playoffs. So, yeah, I, I, I do like it. I really do. I, if I could swap the Franklin Shelbyville game, I would because uh, Franklin should be an easier road game. But uh, I, I do like it because the meat of your schedule: Ravenwood, Blackman, Independence—they're here at home. So. It's, uh, it's a good thing for the Summit Spartans.
1: Former defensive coordinator, head coach Franklin.
5: Yeah, and I mean, I, I really, really like Alex Melton. He's a uh, D coordinator last year. And now he's the head coach of Franklin. They just, they have had zero success. I haven't watched them too much other than looking at their record in the paper. And um,
1: I think they're on their second or third string quarterback, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I will say this, though, uh, his offensive lineman, who we saw last year. Anderson, I believe, is uh, a seventh-rated uh, player in Tennessee. So, and he's going to Stanford, He or he's verbally committed to Stanford.
5: That's awesome. I was going to show you that, you know, my son sent me this text earlier because today's the big day for my son goes to Independence. So, it's it's a big day for Indy, their homecoming. They create these floats, and they do, like, a local parade. Well, tonight they are playing Franklin. So, they go by the middle schools. So, a little kid at Heritage Middle hung up this sign. I thought it was really funny. The sign that the, the five-year-old kid is holding up says, I've lost more teeth than Franklin High School football has, has wins. So, <laughs> I thought it was funny. I know, again, I love Melton, and uh, but
1: I, I thought that yeah, it's funny. You know, Franklin's down,
5: so it, it should not be a tough road game for the Summit Spartans.
1: Well, on the recruiting trail, we got about two minutes before we take a co- another commercial break. You're at halftime. You're listening to the Summit Spartans broadcast on 101.7 FM. You can also find us on FrontPorchRadioTN.com. Just find 101.7 and click the link if you uh, want to listen uh, on your phone. But 36-0 uh, is the score. I was looking up recruitment today. I'm going to use 24-7 and get them credit. That's the website I was on. I saw the Wade brothers. So, Keaton is now uh, the fourth best player in the state. And Destin, I don't want to tell you this because you get upset. I I know you would. I think he's 11 or 12.
5: Yeah, I think that's ridiculous.
1: So, Destin Wade's 11th or 12th best player and Keaton's at four. Um, I don't know the last time Tennessee and somebody, I don't have a radio show, but Maybe you could find us before the game and tell, tell us if you're listening to this. Walter Nolan's the number one player out of Tennessee. He's also the number one player in the country. I don't know when Tennessee's had the last number one player in the country. He's transferred in, I believe, from Olive Branch. He's up in Powell area now, up in East Tennessee. He's the number one player in the entire country. He's six foot four. He weighs 350. And Ooh. he's Alabama. He's Georgia. All these commitments. Um, I did this quarterback going to Alabama. The fourth-best quarterback uh, out of the Martin area will be the second. Uh, Oakland's running back is third, who is a phenomenal player. And then fourth is Keaton Wade. So that's who we have. Yeah, and I
5: mean, look it. I, I think uh, I think Destin Wade deserve not that it matters because, I mean, his destiny is already written in Kentucky. You kind of threw that bone out there last week like, what if he decommits to Kentucky? Well, just, let, me, let me tell you this. <laughs>
1: Two people called me after the game listening to the broadcast. (laughs) No, it says this. When they said, When does the letter intend? I found out it's in November. They said, I'm not sure either because of what he's doing. I'm not saying he's wishy-washy. I don't want that to come off like that. All I'm saying is this guy has one of the best seasons I've ever seen in high school football, and he might be Mr. Football. He's in the running. He's got to be. He's got to be. I think he
5: should have got it last year as well. I mean, look at Here's my argument for for why Destin Wade needs to be a top five uh, best players in Tennessee. Tell me one other person, brothers, that went to a school that didn't win and didn't have a history of winning and made them winners, made them the most exciting, you know, show in town. I mean, look at where we're at right now. I feel like I'm at a rock, I feel like I'm at a rock concert, it is absolutely packed on the Summit sideline, and then you look over at Centennial it looks like a mortuary. I mean, you, you almost kind of feel bad for him. Like, it's just, it's, it's sad. But my point is, the Wade brothers have brought so much freaking excitement and put Summit on the map that you can't put Destin Wade at number 11. You think about the Randall Cunninghams, the Michael Vicks that were doing it before elusive quarterbacks were cool. Wade is doing more at the high school level than, than these other guys. I mean, look, like, how many more pocket passers can we look at? Like, there's nobody out there like Dustin Wade at the quarterback position. There isn't.
1: You heard it from Matt Rogers, 36 0. We'll take a final commercial break when we come back. Second half on 101.7. F. <laughs>
3: At Murray Regional Medical Center, we know being at home is always your first choice. Our home services team helps you as you recover at home by providing individualized care, progress monitoring, and reporting to your doctors. Whether you need nursing care, rehabilitation services, home health aides, or disease management, Murray Regional's Home Services offers the care you need. Services are available in Murray, Marshall, Lawrence, Williamson, Lewis, Giles, Wayne, and Hickman Counties. For more information, visit murrayregional.com or call 931-490-4600.
0: Roofing isn't something you think about until you need it. When you do, let Roof Systems, Inc. be your first call. Roof Systems, Inc. is locally owned and has been providing excellent service since 1983. From repairing roofs on small homes or installing new roofs for large commercial retailers, no job is too big or too small. Why choose Roof Systems, Inc.? Well, in our customers' words, best experience I've had with construction-related business. Honest, professional, friendly, and affordable. Call today, 931-398-5977. That's 931-398-5977.
8: Hey, folks, it's Chandler Anderson from the Wright Care Primary Care and Pediatric Clinic. Folks, we are open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Monday through Thursday. We provide pediatric care, primary care, and even urgent care if you need to get in during those hours. Our provider there is Kelly Kelly. She does DOT exams as well as well woman exams, and she does our pediatric well child physicals. So, folks, if you're looking for the right care and a provider that's not going anywhere, come see us at the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Office.
4: Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L-Series tractor is the number one selling compact tractor in the U.S. for over 10 years. Powerful Kubota diesel engine, ease of operation, and your choice of a Kubota gear or HST transmission. The durable Kubota L-Series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer.
3: Call or come by Columbia Kubota or Franklin Kubota or visit them online at ColumbiaKubota.com or FranklinKubota.com.
0: Summit Spartans football on WKOM is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin, Kubota, Tin Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Columbia Foodland, Holland's Pharmacy, Beck Dental Care, Ned Rich and CSH, Inc. Brown's Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Mart, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley.
1: Welcome back in. Start of the second half. A ruckus crowd here. Homecoming. Summit. The visitor. Centennial. The score, 36 for Summit, 0 for Centennial. So Manning was set to kick it off uh, for Summit. I'm not sure it's going to get to the deep backs for uh, Centennial, Boggs, and Forsey. Hasn't been back there all night and content to have the ball up to about the 40. And we got a fumble, and luckily he gets on the football. And that was Bruton uh, for Centennial. So the Cougars, uh, Matt, have their work cut out for them. Starting on the 40, uh, check it 30, down 36, nothing.
5: Yeah, you got to crawl before you walk, as they say. So our, our number one goal, if I'm uh, on the coaching staff for the Cougars, is let's get a first down. So. <laughs> We're going to crawl before we walk here. Let, the goal is let's get a first down if you're a Centennial Cougar. Here we go.
1: So, Matt's referring to if you missed halftime, no first downs for the Cougars. Hands it off up the middle. Forsey. Off to the left. Forsey. He's got eight out of ten to start the first drive.
5: There you go. They're still running the ball, and uh,
6: they're going to continue to do that. So... We're at a
5: running clock now, right, Epley? Yeah? Okay, so we're at a running clock now. And,
6: um, yeah, I mean, like, look,
8: if you
5: can uh, get a score here, <laughs> okay, let's get a first down first, and then, of course, if they, could, uh, if they can get in the end zone, then, you know, you breathe a little life. So my second goal would be after, if, if we score, you know, make them keep, keep their starters in.
1: Up the middle and a nice tackle. Whoa, tattooed! It was Jacob to the senior, senior leading the way, lost the four.
5: Yeah, don't understand uh, why you're trying to run up the middle right now. I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to get out of here alive. But a uh, couple run plays up the middle with a running clock. Um, Rogers still continues to sit here in amazement at uh, some of this play calling and. and um, if they don't get a first down here and they punt it, I might throw my headset out the window. Just going to throw that out there for you.
1: So, they're going to mark him. It is, uh four progress. And so, they only lost one. Third and eight. Going for the first first down. And we're right at the marker. And I think this might be the first first down of the night. And it is. There you go another run right up the middle they're running a basic
5: quarterback counter the same way that Summit does it pulling the guard pulling the tackle and fill through right up the middle and it paid off for him that time Epley. that is the first first down for the Centennial Cougars a first
1: down not the 40 mm. needed 3 yards got 3 yards but the official said let's keep this going 9:15 the clock will just keep running 36 to nothing pressure he's got guys and overthrows the intended receiver nice coverage there by Noah Feltz yeah i think
5: maybe that's why they're not running the ball because he did have a wide open receiver and they just couldn't connect so they're running trips to the right side summit's running single coverage and you you know you got to figure I mean, look at this is still a 6a football team like they got players they got receivers that can get open um, but you know if you can 't connect, then I would assume that they 'll keep the ball on the ground because uh he had a wide open receiver there and just i mean well overthrew
1: him. so we 'll see here it was second and ten on the forty yard line centennial with the football down thirty six in the shotgun will waggle out to the right, going to throw it again, oh, geez. and zips one over the head, so in the same territory, different receiver, that one intended for Bennett, the junior, so two incompletions, third and ten.
5: Yeah, he ran trips to the right-hand side again, same guy, same pattern, same wide open, same overthrown, so the play is there, but again, they just can't connect, and You know, the offensive line is doing a halfway decent job keeping Keaton Wade out of their quarterback's face. I thought by now we would have at least seen one Keaton Wade sack. Again, that's only the fifth time that they've thrown the ball. But still, um, you know, Keaton's usually about 50% on pass plays when getting sacks, right? (laughs) 7.30
1: left in the third quarter, 36-0, third and 10 on the 40. And Centennial would throw. Plowman's pressure. Breaks one. He goes to the right. Steps over and tackled. From behind, it's Davis Sane. A gain of five. Now, what do you do if your Krosky is fourth and five?
5: Yeah, I think it's safe to say that the quarterback for Centennial can Plowman, Plowman's better on his feet than he is in the air. But uh, you got fourth and six. I'm going for it. I mean, again, to make this argument, what's the difference between Giving Destin Wade the ball on the forty-five or the ball on the five, like you know, they've stopped him one time early on, and you, you, know.
1: do, you do have Cochran as your kicker.
5: He's great. He's a great punter. He'll probably pin it within the ten-yard line, but that's all I'm saying. Is it doesn't matter.
1: Woo! It's way up in there. Brady Pierce signals for a fair catch at the nineteen.
5: That's challenging when the most exciting part of your offense is your kicker, the punter. I'm not trying to be smart. I'm just I'm I'm being honest. Like he's a phenomenal punter.
1: We'll take a 30 second commercial break. We'll be back. Six thirty two left in the third.
5: Hello,
1: an I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. and Austin Harvey in at quarterback so there's your backup quarterback and we got a backup tailback as well and that's Josh Jenkins and Jenkins will run to the 24-yard line, so a nice five-yard pickup. Second and five for Summit.
5: Yeah, Austin Harvey was the backup last year, and he's backing up Wade this year. The future of the Summit Spartan quarterback is going to be Austin Harvey. He's just a junior. Nice handoff right there. And Austin Harvey can throw the ball, too, so don't be surprised if we see him aired out a couple times uh, tonight.
1: Four wide receivers. The sweep will go to Luke McNeely. Luke McNeely comes oh off the right, gains one, so it's going to be third down, and they're going to mark him at the twenty-six, and they need the thirty.
5: Yeah, and he, at least offensively at the skill position, you can already see Coleman has pulled his starters. But the thing that I that I do like that he does is, is he leaves some of the big dogs uh, up front end. So he, he's got, I believe, the entire starting offensive line still in, which is good because you don't just want to throw your backup uh, quarterback especially out into the Wolves with uh, no solid protection. So I like that Coleman does that.
1: Davis Sane playing tight end. Harvey's going to throw it. Harvey complete to the outside. Needed the 30 and what an effort and I believe he got it great play by jack hill he gets the first down
5: there you go big jack hill filling in right there at the tight end spot just a nice little quick out about four yards deep he needed six and he got them yak yards baby yard after catch big jack hill on the first down well done
1: 413 in the third quarter nice pass for harvey to hill first down the 31 going to hand off and I, that's Austin Gruders. Gruders goes to the right up to the 35 yard line gain of four
5: yeah another basic counter to the right Gruders, no stranger to carrying the ball and he did as much as he could with it turns it into about four yards and um, with, with the exception of maybe a couple of those little tight end pot passes on third down or maybe a bubble screen I think Coleman's just going to run this all the way back home tonight, and uh, looks like we're going to be going home a little bit early again tonight, Epley. is starting to become a habit, a lot like last year.
1: Davis saying in at tight end for the Spartans, 36 to 0 the score. Austin Harvey, backup quarterback in, so Destin Wade is done.
5: Cooper Hall, Luke McNeely in at receiver. The sophomores got a lot of Fresh meat, young blood in there.
1: Yeah, they got the sweep coming in to number uh, 26, Jack Hill. He'll gain two. It's going to break up third and four for Summit.
5: Jack Hill, he's going to be like the miniature Brandon King, the little Wes Welker. They could put him at slot, they could put him at tight end, they could put him at running back on that one. And uh, you can tell they like him, they like his athleticism, and uh, they're letting him get some run. And obviously, the other interesting you note, know, they did pull the other sophomore, Dominic Hollis, who's had an all star night tonight.
1: And if this is correct, I got to say for Jack Hill, I got to make a point here, and I'll make this point after the third and four. I don't want to go on a tangent on a broadcast, but I will say something if this is correct and i and I will get this confirmed. Austin Harvey needed four, he got two to the thirty nine on the run, so it's fourth down, I'm assuming Coach Coleman will punt for the first time tonight, right?
5: It looks like he's going to. I was going to wait and say no, but then I cheated and I saw the guys going out there. He yeah. is going to punt. Um, so here's my point. Jack Hill
1: on the roster. For every kid Listen, if this is correct, he's a senior. How much playing time does Jack Hill get?
5: Ooh, I like where you're going with this. Not a lot.
1: Not a lot. For all the, all the people who can tell me That they have to play to be on a football team. You gotta fill a roster. And you gotta have players like that who are committed either in practice. Matt, you've been on teams at a way higher level than high school football. For me, that's where my career ended. But whoa, what a boom by Brady Pierce! Uh, He kicked one from the 25 to the two-yard line on the other side, standing ovation. I'm going to try to get a hold of Brady Pierce
5: and, play and uh, pay him for some punting lessons for my eighth-grade son because I'm trying to teach my son, you know, start to get him into kicking because he got a great leg. That was one of the best punts I've ever seen Brady Pierce do.
1: But my point is this. I'll stay here. Jack Hill has got three plays on offense. He's watched this whole thing steamroll this year. It could be last year, all the way through it. For one of the first times I called his name. You don't think he's happy or his parents are happy and being part of a team, and he won't remember this. That's all my point is. Yeah,
5: look at Big Maddox Reed, the senior, giving him a big hug, giving him his dap, and I think that just shows a lot of character, not just for Jack Hill, but I don't know his parents, but character for his parents, too, sticking it out. It's We live in a society so much today of instant gratification. If I don't get mine, I'm out of here. I'm going somewhere else. If I don't like the coach, I'm leaving. If I don't like the teacher, I'm going to call the principal and make her or switch teachers. Like, I mean, we live in that world now to where when things don't go our way, we quit or we try to change our circumstances instead of, like you said, just sticking it out. Because in the long run, I mean, look at he, he might be a contributor. You never know when your number is going to get called to where you play that, that big factor in winning a game, closing a deal, sealing a partnership, whatever it is in life, commitment, sticking it out. You know what I mean? And, and that's just such a rare characteristic. So I, I said I, I like where you were going with that. Yep. And uh, props to the Hill family.
1: And, and we're at the end of three. It's 36-0. to zero. Boggs runs for three. And then they got a negative play on that one. It'll be third and 11. We'll be back after these messages.
0: Oasis Liquors offers the best selection of wine and spirits in southern Middle Tennessee. Owner Terry Bodry believes in integrity and responsibility. He welcomes all customers who are 21 years of age or older and have valid ID. He urges everyone to drink. drink. Drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Please use a designated driver. Oasis Liquors is open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 8 to 9, Friday and Saturday open later, and Sunday, 11 to 7. Visit Oasis Liquors at 404 West James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Oh, and don't forget to ask Terry about the wine pairings for your next meal.
1: Welcome back in. Fourth quarter. Running clock. Summit's 36-0 for Centennial. Mike Epley, Matt Rogers on the call. Summit will be undefeated after tonight and just keep rolling. As we continue to look down the road as a third and 11, it's, it's a swing pass. Gets back to the line of scrimmage. Nice play. I believe Gruders was on that tackle along with. Cooper Phelps. Okay, Cooper Phelps uh, out there as well, number 25. So a lot of players getting some PT on defense. So Absolutely. Brady Pierce says, hey, whatever you can do, Mr. Cochran, I can answer you. So Cochran's back out there to punt it.
8: Yep,
5: Cochran's out there to uh, punt it again. Is it already fourth down? Holy yes. smokes. Well, they didn't get another first down. It's fourth and ten. And – uh yeah, that could, he's, he's got a nice leg. That's one of his worst punts of the night, and it's still going to be nice.
1: Yeah, it uh, hits the 50, all, rolls all the way back to the 31-yard line.
6: So
5: you can tell that uh, Kurt Taylor's smelling the, the shutout here. I can tell you this. I, I know you know Austin Harvey's going to want to get in that end zone. I would expect to see uh, a really high-intense drive. Right here by the Summit Spartans. They're gonna to want to get in for one more time.
1: I wouldn't be upset as if Jack Hill scored.
5: Nor would I, my friend. Nor would I.
1: 1038. The crowds. Amazing here tonight. We've been in a running clock for the entire second half. Destin Wade's night was finished at halftime. 36 zip. Austin Gruters will break one, two, three, four tackles, and he's out to the 45-yard line, 14-yard run for Gruters. And hasn't that
5: been the case, too? You know, we were talking at halftime about, you know, why isn't Destin Wade, you know, top ten players in Tennessee? Uh, One thing I also wish these writers would take into consideration is more than half of Destin Wade's career, has been on the bench after halftime because he's blown everybody out so bad in the first half. I mean, if you leave that kid in, I mean, you're talking four and five hundred yard games on a consistent basis because more often than not, the kid's got three three fifty at halftime and they pull him. So here's yet another game where uh, where Destin Wade is watching the second half from the sideline because. He did in a quarter and a half what takes most kids four quarters.
1: Harvey, with the exchange with Hill on the sweep, Uh, one was supposed to take it. And someone didn't. The ball hit the ground. Harvey jumped on it and lost the five. Second down, 15 on the 40.
5: Yeah, those are just young guy, uh, young guy spiderwebs right there is what they call. It. They got to shake out those cobwebs. And now we have the backup offensive line in as well. So this is the straight JV team on the field right now, with the exception of Austin Harvey, a quarterback.
1: Now Austin Harvey's gonna run a lead play. It was second and fifteen. He gets three yards to be third and twelve.
5: Yep. So it'd be nice to see him running here. Harvey's a little bit shaken up on his knee. He came down and now he's hobbling off. So it's going to be interesting to see who goes in at
1: quarterback.
5: I think it's going to be. uh it's going to be groupers. No.
1: Well, Wade put back on his helmet, and he could call me a liar because I said his night was over. Oh, there we go. And we have the quarterback coming in, Matt Light. The. Well, I don't know if he's going to play quarterback, but he entered the game. We'll see. No, he's not. So they're going to move somebody else to quarterback. It's third and 12 on the 43, and it will be a Wildcat formation with McNeely at quarterback. So McNeely will hand it to Jenkins. Jenkins breaks a tackle. He keeps rolling. He needed 12, and he got seven.
5: Yeah, like you said, just the wildcat and uh, pretty predictable what they were going to do right there. I don't see the punt team coming on the field yet, Epley. They're going to need about another long six. Oh, there's the punt team. So we'll see if Brady Pierce can punch one in there again with uh, just under eight minutes left. It's
1: uh, a bummer. I I was
5: hoping to see uh, Harvey get in the end zone one more time and maybe even throw the ball
1: and Brady Pierce can he match what he did 730 left in the game 36-0 we'll take once again we'll tell you where Pierce his punt lands and then we're going to go straight to the commercials trying to get all the the sponsors in especially with the running clock this will be the earliest I've ever been leaving a football game I would think Uh, Pierce kicks one it's going to roll dead at the can they save it it's at the one They Did did they save it I believe wow. so. We'll be back in a minute.
10: For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 7 p.m. two nights a week, 931-388-8452. Beck Dental Care in Columbia, 1603 Rosewood Drive.
0: The Summit Spartans play on WKOM With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley.
1: Welcome back in. Six minutes and 18 seconds left. And, oh, we've got a little seam there as some of the starters still out for Centennial. Plowman, the starting quarterback, hands it to Lee, the running back. Lee from the four-yard line will get up. The 15th, so 11 yard run to start the drive, but it's 36-0, Matt, inside six minutes. Yeah,
5: and I can guarantee you, Kurt Taylor is really challenging this young defense. Make sure you bring home my first shutout. This is first time, you know, his first season as D coordinator, just has done a phenomenal job so far. Uh, You know, Melton had such, you know, you have such big shoes to fill with Alex Melton going to Franklin as the head coach. Him and Coleman were basically best friends, and Coleman. You know, gave him carte blanche to the defense and he said that, I'm going to do the same thing with Ken Taylor and uh, or Kurt Taylor and Kurt Taylor has just really really filled those shoes of Melton and done a great job this year but the one thing he doesn't have yet is a shutout and he's 5 minutes and 18 seconds away from doing that so I, I can tell you he, he's telling these young guys make sure you bring this one home
1: 5 minutes left of the game Plowman the starting quarterback still in 6 yard run on the first one They'll hand off the middle and pressure in the backfield. And nice containment on the outside. And Burbank on the tackle.
5: Yeah, he made a couple of jukes there, a couple of nice plays, and finally wrapped up by the linebackers. Third and short here, it'll be uh cool to see if, if they can stop him right here. It puts Centennial in position to, to go for it deep in their own territory.
1: You're just wanting Centennial to go for it.
5: Why wouldn't you? What's the difference between losing 36-0 and 43-0?
1: Third and one on the 24. And the tackle, it's close. It's going to be close. I think he's got it by about a half yard. The runner was Lee, and he did.
5: It's just the way I break down games, especially like, you know, from calling it from... Kind of like a a fan standpoint, you know, you still got to make it interesting. The game's over. You got a little over four minutes left. And the big news is Ken Centennial robbed Taylor
1: of his shutout. Hooks is in the middle. Also joined by a couple other players uh, for Summit. Late entry, McKay. And now Plowman's off to the right. Uh oh. He's got a little bit of an opening. Best run of the night from the 27 up to the 45. So Plowman goes for 18. That's the largest, or that's the longest run of the night.
5: Yeah, Luke McNeely had to come from the opposite side of the field to save that touchdown. And here we are. 46-yard line. Centennial's about to cross midfield for the first time tonight. Another victory. They've gotten a couple first downs now. Now can we cross midfield? And if we do, can we score? We got three minutes and 15 seconds to do it. Oh, so excited, Eppley! I'm on the edge of my seat.
1: 36-0 is the score. They're going to throw it. And he's going to throw one long. Covered, overthrown, and the coverage was McNeely on Pollard. And Pollard is the starting tight end, so Luke McNeely is in guard of the starting tight end. Yeah,
5: and Pollard, it looks like he tweaked his knee or his ankle on that. He's, he's a little uh, discombobulated, limping off the field. That should have been caught, man. That was not a bad throw by Cannon Plowman at all. And I mean, first time I think about this, you're a quarterback and your first name's Cannon. Why are you running the ball? You should be throwing it. You know what I mean? If I'm going to name my son Cannon, he better have one. That was a good uh, throw right there. I wish, uh, you know, it would have been nice to see the tight end make a little bit better of a play there, but not great.
1: Second and 10 on the 47 of Centennial. Centennial with the ball. Option play. They bring the defensive end up. Kicks it to the outside. A nice run, but a hard lick as Lee comes across midfield. A gain of six.
5: Yeah, look at him getting the, uh, you know, big uh, Colin Fuller right there, the senior laying the hat on him, making him pay the price for carrying that ball. And now here we are, third and five. They just crossed midfield. Another small victory for the
1: Cougars. Here we are on the forty-eight, one minute and fifty seconds, Uh-oh. and open field goes Lee. From the forty-eight down to the thirty, a eighteen-yard run.
5: All right, they're about three yards from getting in the red zone. The time is ticking; it's not going to stop unless they call a timeout. One minute thirty-eight seconds. Epley, can they rob Taylor of his shutout?
1: Here they go. There, it's a little up tempo right here for the Cougars. Plowman's still in. He hands dope, fakes the lead, and he's going to keep it. And oh! Almost attack on the backfield by Phelps, but his team comes back, loss of three. Cooper Phelps had the shoestring
5: tackle, didn't wrap him up, but the other uh, Spartans were there to save the day, and now one minute left. Coaches next to us are packing up shop. I don't think they're as interested in uh, robbing Taylor of a shutout as Taylor is as keeping it.
1: Up second and 13 on the 32. Centennial needs the red zone hasn't been in there tonight and plowman's gonna run up hit run up To about the 22. I'm kind of shocked that plowman's still in this game
5: Yeah, me too. He's just letting him ride it out, but uh, i'm with you I don't know if I would keep my starting quarterback in there because we still have a lot of big six uh, six a games to play 30 seconds They're in the red zone as you and I say in the titans games on sundays. It's time to stop the Pest <laughs>
1: 23-yard line, third and three, and Plowman's looking. He's going to run it to the right side. He gets the first down, ducks his head into the red zone, down, I believe, to the 18.
5: I think that's going to do it. I don't think Centennial's interested in scoring, and that's going to do it for the game, Epley. Kurt Taylor gets his first shutout. Congratulations, Coach. This couldn't have gone any better for the Summit Spartans. I hope hope Austin Harvey's uh, healthy.
1: We'll take a commercial break. We'll get Matt's final analysis on this game and moving forward to the next opponent coming to Summit. We'll be back after these messages.
3: AMC Roofing. Leaking roof? Missing shingles? AMC Roofing has you covered. Locally owned and operated. We specialize in residential roof repairs and roof maintenance. We are equipped to repair any type of residential roofing systems, and we also handle siding repairs. AMC Roofing can pinpoint leaks and have them fixed, guaranteed. There is no job too small, but when you're ready, we also provide full roof replacements. Call or text today for a free estimate. AMC Roofing, your local roof repair specialist. Call Andrew Costa today, 931-626-0492.
0: The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley.
1: A cool scene here at Summit. The cheerleaders and the football team singing to the faithful. A lot of video cameras out. It's homecoming here, and it couldn't be better if you're Brian Coleman and his crew. 36 to 0 is the score. One red zone snap for Centennial all night, and that was the last play of the game. So the hype train keeps going. The Destin-Wade train keeps going. We didn't see Wade in the second half, as neither team scored, so I don't have any scoring summaries for either team, as Centennial did not get on the board. Uh, Great defense for uh, Summit eight possessions, four centennial, no touchdowns. So that's about it. I'm going to toss it over uh, to Matt to give you the stats and his analysis on the full game as 36-0 is the final score.
5: Yeah, I mean, the the game pretty much went about what we expected in terms of the high-power Summit offense and just a phenomenal disciplined Summit defense. With the exception of the, the false start early on, I mean, we did not see Summit make any penalty mistakes They played a sound game. You asked me at the beginning, what's the key to the game? And my key to the game was don't make any needless mistakes. And they didn't because they have the talent. They have the guys. And that's what they came out and did. Again, great job to Kurt Taylor getting his first shutout as defensive coordinator. Um, And it just shows these guys are are ready to roll. They are a major contender for this state title. Um, They are probably, you know, maybe the shoe in the runaway for the for the league title, uh, you know I know we got Ravenwood coming up, but um, Summit looks pretty close to unbeatable when they play the way that they play. So uh, tonight they they just they really did what they needed to do. We'll just say that.
1: And the stats overall, Matt, for tonight's game.
5: Well, stats overall for the night game. I mean, just to be honest with you, it's pretty much the exact same that we had at, at halftime, with the exception of Centennial went from 15 yards of total offense to 110 total yards of offense. They went from zero first downs to six first downs. So again, a lot of that is you know due to the backups, but. Um, Again, for me, the, the superstar in the first half, I was really happy to see Dominic Hollis. He had seven rushes, 127 yards, one touchdown. Destin Wade, same stats eight uh, that he had in the first half. Eight rushes, 109 yards, and a touchdown. Keaton Wade had two touchdowns on the ground. Saw a little bit more of the passing game out of Destin Wade. He was 8 for 11, 117 yards, and one touchdown. And again, all of that in the first half. So when we talk about, you know, who's one of the top ten best players in the state, and we say Destin Wade's number 11, that's my biggest beef is that these writers, these judges are judging him off of total stats when half of his career has been half of a game. It's a
1: recruiting website, right, 24-7. I I mean, wherever they get their – he's 11 or 12, but wherever they get it, it is is a website.
5: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter because it's bragging rights, but – You know, for me, uh, I've been doing this a long time across the country. When I was in California and coached at Mission Viejo, which, you know, is one of the top uh, schools in California, we traveled to Northern California. We traveled to Washington. and and took on the, the first team that beat De La Salle. remember when De La Salle had the first streak. You know, we took on Issaquah and Bellevue and these guys that took down, you know, the Giant, and we slaughtered them. So I've seen what the best high school players in the nation look like, and Destin Wade's one of them. He really, really is. And uh, when he gets to the next level and he gets a solid quarterback coach, when you're talking about he's going to go play for Stoops, uh, a guy that knows quarterbacks, I mean, the sky is the limit on this kid. And I'm just I'm really excited to watch him. And like I said last week, it's going to be fun to look back four, five, six years from now and be like, you know, remember when I got to watch the Wade brothers in high school because this is a really special moment.
1: Well, it could be another special moment as Destin Wade had a special moment last year in the playoffs versus the team coming in next week. The Beach Buccaneers will be here, been dominant in the 5A football for years ever since. Well, but even before Hurd got there, Hurd got there in 2001 in 2012, ripped off 397 yards in the championship game. But with that being said, Beach comes in, that was the closest game for Summit last year. I know a lot of things changed. Summit may looks, looks a little bit better. Unfortunately, Beats doesn't look to the part, but still, great team, great tradition. Coming in here, and we'll see what happens, is it's a non-region game for Summit.
5: Yeah, Bad blood between these two schools, do we say?
1: I wouldn't say it was bad blood, but I, you know, when you get a touchdown pass within 30 seconds to take out the team, which they thought they could win last year, Maybe it's not bad blood. Maybe the word's revenge.
6: Yeah.
5: So I mean, they're they're going to come in here with a, with a chip on their shoulder, and I know you know that head coach you know very well Crabtree. Yeah, he he ain't going to come in here. Uh, he ain't going to come in here to lose. You know, we it's safe to say that. Uh, you know, a lot of these teams come in here, you know, expecting to lose, knowing to lose, knowing what they're up against. I guarantee you, Beach ain't coming here next week to lose. So it's going to be a really exciting game.
1: I watched the Beach Buccaneers play Henry County and Beach beat Henry Henry County. I I don't know what that means. So did Summit earlier this year, but we'll see. And then you gotta get by Beach and then Ravenwood comes in for the big T V game. So that's where Summit will be in this home stretch. We mentioned this was the second of five straight home games for Summit. So if they continue to roll The points weren't there to meet their total at 44, but with a running clock, it is what it is. I was
5: going to say, this this is interesting. So, we saw that, you know, for me, the the score of Brentwood was closer than the actual game because I thought, you know, we did a really good job, but uh, right now, Ravenwood's beating Brentwood 14-10, so Brentwood continues to play these teams tight, so... If you judge it by that, you know, maybe someone's, someone's got the upper hand against Ravenwood right there.
1: One of the X factors in Brentwood was Keaton Wade. Yeah. The quarterback, I mean, no one wanted to block him. He, he caused ruckus. He took the ball from the running back on one play because <laughs> yeah. Destin Wade goes down on the far end yeah. for one play. That that was a game changer there. So, um, Matt, another good game here. Homecoming was nice. and. Now to now a beach.
5: Yeah, I'm just I'm excited. We have so many good games coming up. We got beach, Ravenwood, Indy, all back to back to back right here at Summit Spartan Stadium. It's it's an exciting three weeks ahead of us, man. Because none of these are guaranteed wins, especially beach next week. Like I said, man, Crabtree and the Buccaneers, they're coming in this thinking that they're going to win. That, that's a big deal for the mentality of a team.
1: For that team, yes, uh, that's their tradition for them. So, for Matt Rogers, I'm Mike Epley. Thanks for listening to 101.7, or even if you're on Front Porch Radio TN.com, and you've clicked on the 101.7, we appreciate it. Listen to us next week. We'll go live at 649 for the pregame for 10 minutes, and then the kickoff between Summit and Beach on 101.7. Good night, everyone.